Go for it. Welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Ost. With me, as always, is Lauren. Uh, I, I would like to be uh, introduced from now on as uh, the award-winning uh, Lauren, please. The award-winning Lauren. Okay. Yes. The website uh, design uh, award-winning Lauren. Okay. Yo. We'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Thank you for thank you for that, Stephen. Um, just, just jumping in real just, quick so you can get back to whatever to the move hell it you're along. Doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, why don't you talk about whatever you're whatever you're so excited to talk about here? I won an award. You won an award. What kind of award? I won an award today. Yeah. What award? For uh, rotating sandwiches, the, I assume. For RotatingSandwiches.com. Yes, the tiny awards. Uh, oh. It's a really cool. Let me. I, I should plug these guys because it really is genuinely cool what they did. Did they um, looked for? Uh, they went through several hundred new websites that tried to like embody a smaller, simpler web. It's a great goal, and they were yeah. down to sixteen finalists. And rotatingsandwiches.com was one of them. And uh, thanks to everyone who voted for me, uh, I uh, won, and they're going to send me a trophy and Holy a couple shit. hundred bucks. That's in, so in, in, cool. In yeah, very cool. <laughs> I'm looking at their website right now and it's full of screenshots from your sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh a really God. cute project though. Like the tiny words, like if you're like my age, you probably remember when the internet was like weird. Like you remember like the stumble upon days totally. where you just press a button and see some new weird art project someone made. All of them are, are kind of stuff like that and really cool. And I, I, I think more people should be into stuff like that. Just make a weird little website you run just for fun. Absolutely. And like people our age, I don't know. We know more about this stuff, I bet, than we think. Like, yeah. we all did MySpace. You know, we all we all like did some HTML. We could we could do some of this stuff. I learned basic coding during the Zanga years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's all still ticking around in our our drug-addled pl- microplastic-ridden brains. <laughs> yeah, and like when the web when the internet was bigger than you know three websites. Mm-hmm. It like really was, uh, I don't know. It was a, a a more fun place, a more it was a bigger place. Yeah, remember know? going to multiple websites? <laughs> yeah, in it like yeah. in a sitting. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a challenge out there actually uh, to all of our listeners. I want you to think of a baseball related simple website you could make, and we're gonna make the batting around web ring. Oh, Ooh. let's let's bring back web rings. Let's get it. We got to get our website up and running then. But yeah, we do web yeah. ring. Oh, that's such a good idea. That's such a fun <laughs> idea. I love that. I just, I just want a bunch of goofy little. It doesn't have to do a lot. I can do one little thing. Websites, baseball related websites, would be very fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Lauren. I mean, we'd, we'd literally be batting around then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Lauren. It's very very cool. There's no cash prize, I assume, right? There there was. Yeah. Oh. Um, it gave me 500 bucks. Holy, Holy shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. God, that's cool. That Which just that's about so cool. pays off the difference for all the fucking sandwiches I bought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's that's so cool. Love it. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess I guess we should talk about baseball some, huh? Because we have the trade deadline coming up uh, a week from when we're recording this. Pretty much is when it will be ending, and we're already seeing the first couple of interesting trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kike Hernandez got traded to a team I thought he was on. <laughs> yes, Kike Hernandez, formerly of the Red Sox for the last two seasons, yeah, uh, is once again a Dodger, the team that uh, kind of figured him out and and made him. Uh, uh, the, like the one of the great super utility players of his generation. I love that. I love that he's a Dodger again. <laughs> Honestly, he's, a, he's playing for a team that I that I kind of like, even mm-hmm. rather <laughs> than one I really <laughs> don't. What's that say for the for the Red Sox? Are they are they hanging it up then, or is what what do you think here? What was he traded for? Yeah, I mean the Red Sox are you know they're six teams over five hundred, but they are in last place in their division. I I they would probably say it's more of a retooling than anything else. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent, and I think um, uh, I think it's like a pretty. I think they're getting like a reliever. They got Nick Robertson and Justin Hagenman. Hagenman. Hmm. Yeah, those are both like win now. Got those are both like at the major level, league level, or close to the major league level guys. So I, I think they're probably they wouldn't go to their fans right now and saying they're selling uh, right now. I think they're saying that they were trading from position of strength to position of weakness. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers really did need the help, especially with the middle infield. So, yeah, they, they get uh, Kike Hernandez instead of um, the suddenly terrible uh, Tim Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one thing that like when we were doing the hot guy draft the other the other week that when I because I wasn't there for it, but when I was listening to it and so wh- whoever drafted Tim Anderson said, so, I think me. it was you, Steven. Yeah, you said something like, yeah, and being good at baseball does matter. And I was like, well, then you shouldn't <laughs> be doing Tim Anderson anymore. If that's, I if that's did not know he was yeah. bad. I have not paid attention to the NL Central in over AL. in the AL to the AL Central in like a season and a half. Oh, his first yeah. half was genuinely really bad. His second half is off to a good start, though. Really okay, good. good. One for two hundred WRC nice. plus so far since the All Star break, which is That's a small nice. sample, but you know. Yeah, no, he has been pretty terrible. The white oh, White Sox are so sad. Like <laughs> the White Sox lineup is like a lot of like it's like oh yeah, this would have been a good lineup like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but it is just yeah. terrible. You just can't. It's a team that you can't really talk about what's going on without like uh, like defaulting to a droopy dog voice. Yeah, that's yeah, totally. what's going on. The team, I don't know. They're just totally impotent, and like, and the farm system is depleted. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, like you're in third place, but man, it's the AL Central. Like, so that's not really saying anything. Your only, their only real shot of getting, of you know, making the playoffs even this season would be to win the AL Central, and I just don't see that happening. That's kind of the weird thing about their, like, their quote unquote rebuild is their farm never was good. Like, it, it hasn't no. been good for a long time. They traded no. a bunch of guys. Most of those didn't. Most of who they traded for didn't pan out, with a couple exceptions, mm-hmm. and they just kind of made it work again with this really weird roster for a little while. And wheels f- fell off there. I think you can pretty precisely time to Yasmani Grandal going from really good to pretty mediocre. I don't know. Just yeah. sad. Yasmani Grandal is one of my favorite guys in baseball for a couple of years. He was, yeah, he was extremely fun for for years and years. But like, I don't know. G- it seems like you know they Giolito's probably gone. The like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's been some. It seems like it's extremely unlikely that he will would resign with them anyway, uh, or yeah, sign an extension. No. So like he's he wants gone. to get paid. Yeah, yeah, he wants to get paid. He's probably gonna be gone. Like Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman could go. 
Tim Anderson could go. I think Tim Anderson will get traded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like they just need to tear this whole thing down completely. Like, yeah, just get rid of everything. Just gut it. Just like get, you know, whatever pennies you can get for Lance Lynn. You got Dylan Cease for a bit longer, but fuck it. Just get rid of them while you can get a whole <laughs> bunch for them. Honestly, like you, yeah, they, they need to, but like, I mean, but, but do you want Rick Hahn to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I, do you really trust him to get back anything like a, equal in value to what they're giving up? Yeah. Yeah. A guy that probably won't have a job after this year with how terribly everything has turned out. But then mm-hmm. what do you do? What do you do? Do you let him <laughs> start that rebuild? It sucks. But like he's got to get rid of a couple of these guys anyway. So, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. They Grim stink. Stuff. There's something stinky in the south side of Chicago and it's pair of socks. Um, not good. I don't know who else. Who else we want to talk about? We talked about. I mean, Kike's going to the Dodgers. That's fun. Yeah, they definitely need a lot of help. Do we think? Do we think Shohei is getting traded or no? No, I. There was a really funny rumor that was going around last night. That was like just like a one paragraph. These are the king teams kicking the tires on Shohei Otani, and they were the Diamondbacks and the Orioles. That's I so heard funny. that too. That they've like called to ask about them and like. Everybody should call yeah. to ask about him. You know, yeah, sure they are. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm sure they are. Buster Olney was saying he won't be traded. Like that's uh, yeah. I'm leaning towards that just because I, I I can't see a trade happening. Honestly, I'm no. I'm leaning towards it not happening too. But just because like I think Artie Moreno is really terrible at this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do though? Like, are are Angels fans really gonna be like? Oh, well, you, you brought him here and you let him go away. Is that going to be that much worse than like you traded him at the deadline? I think it's worse to be like, yeah, you let him you you got nothing for him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You had the, exactly. You had a, you're the most fascinating, interesting baseball player in the world on your on your roster for all these years. And he, he left uh, in the middle of the night uh, after like stripping the light out of the, the, the copper yeah. out of the walls. It's just grim. And this is like one of the best sellers markets at a trade deadline that there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, and you probably I, don't get like the value he should get. That's impossible. No. But the Diamondbacks and Orioles are both loaded with prospects. Yeah, take a couple of flyers and some guys will be ready. If not this year, then next year. Like get you could something. do that and yeah. kind of feel like you're retooling, kind of get something. And then like then those are you know one of the teams is on the other side of the country. The other one is you know in the same general area, but they're in the other league. So like, who cares? And you know what? Like, are the Diamondbacks really going to sign? him to an extension like no <laughs> like, probably as, not. as happy as that would make my grandmother probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like that's like i don't see it's happening like i don't know i think it's so it'd be so silly not to trade mm-hmm. him and i don't think it's gonna happen i i <laughs> yeah i don't think it's gonna happen i think it, i don't know i there there was a really great uh fan graphs episode last week where they called a bunch of people and um just had them like do like proposals for like what each team would trade for Shohei Otani. They did like a mock up, mock yeah. phone calls from the GM's perspectives. Bailey did it. A bunch of people left on Twitter did it. Mm. Um, it was really good, and there were a couple interesting ideas in there. Like you know maybe like the a, a big market, big money market team takes the Rendon contract with it. You know, there's all sorts of like creative ideas you could do. It doesn't just have to be like well, okay, here's here's one, here's two good prospects and three really mediocre prospects. You could do some really interesting stuff. And find a way to make it work. If Arde Moreno wasn't more concerned about his legacy or whatever, then you know, being able to sell a team in a couple of years 
uh, and not have be the worst farm system and the worst major league roster in baseball. Like one of the only times that an owner has ever been like, I'm worried about the gate. (laughs) (laughs) And it's for the dumbest reason possible and the most Mm short-sighted reasons possible. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. But we're, we're still somewhat early in the, like the, up to the last deadline uh, trades when we're recording this. Um, I don't really have too many strong opinions about the Orioles getting Shintaro Fujinami from the A's. You know, that's where most of it is right now is like, Genesis Cabrera from to the Blue Jays. It's a lot of relievers right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Reds being willing to trade Jonathan India seems insane to me, but I don't haven't understood that organization in quite some time. Wait, what they are? I, I don't know. I think it makes sense. Like they have a whole bunch of like really good young infield infielders. So yeah. like I mean, if you if they are trying to build something here, you know, I could see that being a move you would make. He was the rookie of the year two years ago. I don't know. Like, I, I see your point. There, it's another like we've got all, too many outfielders kind of thing. It seems yeah. weird to pick him as the one that's just like, I don't know. Maybe he struggled more this year than I expected. Yeah. Maybe Reds fans can see there's something fundamentally wrong. I don't know. If they can find someone that, you know, has a few years of control, especially too, because it seems like they have a new window that's just opening if this if they are for real. I guess, but he's not a free agent until 2027. Yeah, I know. That's you, though. I don't but know. Like, I mean, but if you can find some starting pitching or something, though, great. Like, yeah, I don't know. If they, if they can be smart about it, then awesome. But what what are the odds of that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more yeah cheapness than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But now they probably do want a starting pitcher other than Hunter Green. I don't know. You know, it's them and the Brewers there and the brewers are a deeply flawed team too with a ton of holes <laughs> they could easily just completely fall apart fall apart and make it so like the reds are basically the only ones mm-hmm. in the nl central mm-hmm. that are actually content like that that I, could easily happen i agree and i think that's overly likely to happen i do think uh it's officially far enough into the year now where it goes from oh no the cardinals are doing devil magic to it would be incredibly genuinely funny if they Got back up into third place and became like a <laughs> nipping at the heels. It really, yeah. really would. A lot of baseball left. <laughs> it would, it would, it would be funny from the perspective of I have a lot of uh, Reds and Brewers fans. It'd be fun to watch their dreams crumble in front of them. <laughs> well, the, I don't know the Cardinals. It's really gonna be really interesting to see what the Cardinals do too, because they're kind of in that like we're not rebuilding, we're reloading mm-hmm. or like retooling sort. sort I don't of think deal, they should but, rebuild. Like, I don't think they need. No, to. no, they definitely don't need to. Yeah. But like, I mean, a couple of guys will probably go like Flaherty and Montgomery probably yeah. will. I don't know, unless some extremely dramatic shit happens in, over the course of the next week. Yeah, I think the uh, Young's a free agent after this season, right? That's true. And yeah. he's probably the best shortstop available. Uh, I think like, yeah, like probably if you don't think Tim Anderson is is going to bounce back at all. I, I think if Tim, if you think Tim Anderson is not the guy who he was in the first half, Tim Anderson's the best shortstop that could go. But I don't think Paul Young hasn't has been utterly terrible for the last like three years with the bat. I've been shocked at how much people have been talking, even like speculating on like, well, could could Goldschmidt or Arenado go? But like <laughs> that seems just so extremely unlikely to mm-hmm. me. Like even if like you take the no trade clauses out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just does not seem like the Cardinals do that when they have another year left of Goldschmidt. I think three, two or three more years left of Arenado. Free agent in like, 2025, yeah. I just don't see it. And like, 
this is the first basically the first like really bad year they've had in decades right yeah i don't see them uh you know being demoralized enough you know their their ego is still i think yeah. high enough that they're just like okay this is just a little stumbling block and and neither goldsmith or Arnada were ever paid for being the guys they were last year those are no. both like 90th percentile years for both of them they were both paid mm-hmm. for being the guys they are this year which is like a 130 wrc plus guy yeah which is what they both currently are doing it would take us it would take so much to pry or auto out of mm-hmm. out of their hands especially I mean, I'm sure I'm sure if the if anyone could like, you know, the Dodgers could do it somehow and they've wanted him forever, <laughs> like really, really bad. But I just, yeah, don't don't see any of that happening. No. And at, at this point, trading Goldschmidt, especially and Arenado to slightly less year is a little bit like you're trading a Hall of Famer. Arenado's only 32. He's got another okay. half of his career, probably. OK, so should we talk about the Phillies? You want to do that, Stephen? I don't think you want to do that. I don't think you want to talk about the Phillies today, Stephen. Ah, it's it is what it is. I'm not certain people are going crazy because they came out of the break extremely lackluster. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at the standings and they are a half of a game out of a wild card position. And the Cincinnati Reds, who were in the first wild card, uh, have a uh, five point five game lead. So basically, we're one game out of the first spot. Uh, we're competing and, with Cincinnati, Arizona, Miami, and San Francisco. We're all within one game of each other. And I don't know, a lot of season left. It's wacky. It's weird. Yeah. And the Marlins are two for the last eight or two, two out of the last 10. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. God bless. And they're playing, they're playing Tampa Bay, which uh, <laughs> good luck to them though. In fairness, we are playing ba- Baltimore. So good luck to us. Well, that's kind of the uh, interesting thing about their record I think, right now is uh, about that last those last 10 games is that it was against the a lot of those were against the Cardinals and Rockies. And if they're losing to the Cardinals and Rockies, it's not really a great sign. That's true. Uh, we were losing to Baltimore and and Milwaukee. And there was another one before that, but I ignored it. Yeah, the Phillies are annoying and weird like they always are, but they're still in the mix. So I'm not really going crazy yet uh our top guys are still underperforming dramatically which is pissing everybody off but you know whatever they sound exactly like the twins <laughs> but the twins are like mm-hmm. actually came out of the gate really really hot after the uh-huh. all-star break um That's but good. they both have like extremely similar needs too like they need right-handed bats mm-hmm. basically <laughs> that like actually hit lefty as well um and for their guys to start performing <laughs> better and we need to know. get Kyle Schwarber out of left field immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. If like, yeah, that guy's gonna gonna spend two seasons as a left fielder, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Harper is learning first base. Uh apparently it went well yeah. the other day. Saw him I... go over the railing though. That was scary. <laughs> I I didn't see it because I was actually at the movies seeing yeah. uh before we before we transition to that, I do have a, oh, I have, sure, I have sure. a Phillies thing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very relevant. I went to Wawa yesterday because DC has Wawa for some reason. <laughs> and I think you'll appreciate that even in the DC locations, they were advertising the Schwarber, uh, like the Schwarbaum combo or whatever. They're doing Schwarber Fest. Schwarber Fest, yes, that's happening in the DC locations Holy as well. Shit. That's amazing. So Beautiful. context, context for listeners: Wawa, a grocery store slash convenience store chain in the Philadelphia area, 
every June does a thing called Hoagie Fest, which it just means that all their hoagies are are like discounted. Even more reasonably priced than they already are. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens every June. And last year, when Kyle Schwarber was going fucking nuclear in the month of June, <laughs> uh, everybody was like, oh, hey, this whole meme of June Schwarber kind of like developed. And then during the playoffs, when he was heating back up again, everybody's like, let's just let's let's try to gaslight him into thinking it's June. Uh, and this got to the point where w- the corporation Wawa decided to redo <laughs> the Hoagie Fest deal during October as a way to gaslight Kyle Schwarber into thinking it was June. And then the two of them, like Schwarber is now a spokesperson for Wawa. And this year, Schwar- uh, Hoagie Fest was called Schwarber Fest. It's beautiful. They were still advertising it in the, Yeah. Yesterday after yesterday afternoon on July twenty fourth. I love that. It's great. Also, got to say their new pulled pork sandwich, pretty solid. I haven't gotten a sandwich from Wawa in I couldn't tell you how long because I'm a garbage, better Philadelphian than you. I'm a garbage. Well, a better Philadelphian would get their hoagies from not Wawa, but no, I'm a garbage person, and I usually just get their mac and cheese and meatball bowls. That does sound pretty good too. It's great. I'm woke, so I don't celebrate. Schwarber Fest. I'm uh I, I will not say happy happy hoagie fest or happy Schwar- Schwarber Fest <laughs> to any of you. The woke mob is trying to cancel Hoagie Fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along with uh Toyota Thon and the uh, Honda they, days. Yeah. They probably want to make it vegan hoagie fest. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. You um, mentioned the Marlins. Yeah, what's going on with those? No, that Whoa. is that is a bummer and like They've been kind of a fun story, but like, I don't know, they just kind of need a little bit of everything right now. And it mm-hmm. seems like they would mm-hmm. really, really have to push some fucking chips in. And I don't think they're going to in do order that. to do yeah. this. And I don't think they're going to do it. And I think that's such a such a bummer, really. And they have like the pitching depth that makes some really interesting trades at a bat or two. Yeah, totally. I actually think they would be a fascinating landing place for Shohei. No, that's in my notes that uh, Shohei look would look great in one of those, you know, black <laughs> and neon uniforms. That mm-hmm. that would cause me so much cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I was gonna do a bit for this, where I was gonna go down every team, and like that was like gonna be a buyer, and then just at the end of it, just be like and trade for Shohei Otani. Um, but like, oh, that's one that I like left it in. And I'm like, oh man, you just, you just should, you should fucking do it. Just fucking do it. That'd be great. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you I mean, they, they're one of those teams with like a DH. They actually have to use a newly good off, but yeah, but yeah, they should do it. They could do it. The Orioles could do it. D-backs could do it. D-backs could do it. Yeah. The Rays could do it. I don't want to see him as a fucking Ray. That's I don't even either. more impressive considering I don't either. I don't You're right either. though. They have the, they have the, the trade capital, which always feels like a weird thing to say. And they badly need a starting pitcher, the Rays mm-hmm. do. So, like, yeah, come on, come on, somebody. Plus, somebody it would be interesting it. to like, you know, they 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 put him in like the pitch advanced pitching lab in like their hyperbaric t- pitching time chamber, <laughs> and he just comes out like whipping like a hundred and five. Yeah, that'd be fun. And you know, the AL East is such a fucking knife fight that mm-hmm. all of those teams should be scrapping over who gets them. Oh, basically. absolutely. The Jays like have been making i mean they've made a lot of like pretty smart trades in the last couple of years mostly like you know trying to get guys with extra time on them and stuff uh or extra years of control what if you had <laughs> shohei and in, in, in fucking toronto <laughs> yeah like, I, oh yeah 
that deep playoff runs are usually not made by smart trades exactly yeah that would cause me great joy or bring me great joy cause i guess is a negative thing i don't know (laughs) i i got distracted when you said hyperbolic pitching time chamber i'm imagining goku pitching for the rays (laughs) i mean that's pretty much what shohei is so yeah. Okay, but I I don't think that the Yankees should trade for him because I think they're a bunch of losers. They should sit in their failure. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, maybe if they're gonna go for it, go get Candelario from the Nats to uh take the place of Josh Donaldson, who's out for the <laughs> season, and that would be a just a major upgrade in every way. But I I think the Yankees should just just sit in it for a while. <laughs> Otani is one of the rare guys who wouldn't be too heavily impacted by the facial hair policy. That's true. That's true. Although it'd you know be fun what? to see him grow a Yankees mustache. Ooh. Oh, I can't. I, mean, uh... I I feel like Shohei Otani with a mustache would like look like a kid in a school play. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're used to seeing him with uh, clean shaven. He's got such a just a boyish, handsome face too, though. Like I can't. I can't I see pull, it. Yeah. yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I think he could pull it off. I think the man could do anything he wanted to. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. AL Central, pretty much we already talked about the uh, the White Sox a bunch. They should just sell everything off, in my opinion. Tigers ain't going to happen either. I think they could probably get something for some of their starters. Uh, Royals. <laughs> LOL. Mean, yeah, Do they have also, any assets to give? Uh, I think that there's been people asking about Salvador Perez, Carlos yeah. Hernandez. Bullpen. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't have a ton of assets, though, really. Uh, and I think after this week, let's see how it goes for a little bit longer, but I don't think the Guardians should really try all that hard either. Mm. Like, no, they, the Guardian, what the Guardians should just hang around and hope Minnesota stumbles. That's what would, I don't know, probably need to happen if the twins do keep playing well, but like Tristan McKenzie and Bieber and, uh, Quantrill are hurt. Their offense is miserable. Like, it's really, really terrible. I mean, they could, yeah, I guess, you know, just go out and trade for some stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if they see it happening. I think they got a lot of, lot of uh, ground to overcome. And then plus the Twins have the easiest, like, strength of schedule remaining oh. in all of Major League Baseball. And the Guardians have, if not the toughest, one of the toughest. Oh, yikes. Yeah. What are what is I remember last year when when we were all trying to delude ourselves into thinking the Phillies would make the playoffs and then you know they did they did yeah uh, we were all obsessed with the strength of schedule yeah and like I mean they're they're sitting four games back now and I think that that is gonna grow I like I mean maybe I'm just being the Twins homer here but mm-hmm. I no I see don't. where you're coming from I I don't think it's a good time for it like maybe if they if they didn't have so many injuries in their pitching staff right now they could you know just like even trade Bieber or something for a for like a whole bunch of good good hitters and you know Uh, like they've done in the past when they've traded some of their good starters while they're still trying and then they just refill it up with their seemingly endless supply of good starting pitching prospects i'm i'm so far i'm so sorry i i I checked this the strength this schedule list the bottom five teams, four of them are the AL Central. Yeah. And it's because they play the AL Central. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Guardians have already played the AL Central a lot. <laughs> so, 
Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right at the top, I, though. Miami number one with the bullet. Yep. Yeah. I don't think that's that's a, a it's their year. I don't I don't think that the Twins are going to fall apart like they did last season. I don't know. This they they seem to have gotten past their uh, pink eye outbreak uh, <laughs> intact. So. Uh. So I don't know. Twins make the playoffs. The Yankees probably won't be there. Oh, that's that's an extremely good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Like, holy shit, that would be hilarious. Honestly. Like the Yankees are as of recording uh tied for last place with the Red Sox, mm. uh two and a half games behind in the wild card, nine in the division. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're still probably gonna run into an annoying team or like watch you get matched up with the Astros or something. Probably. But yeah. like at least it won't be the Yankees. It won't be the Yankees, yeah. Current oh, yeah. uh fangraphs uh playoff odds for each team. Uh twins eighty-three percent, Yankees thirty-seven percent. Oof to make the playoffs. I think if the twins just find a good enough right-handed bat, they don't have to raid the farm system too heavy for it, I don't think. I also think they should go and try to get Cody Bellinger, honestly, even though he's a left-handed yeah, bat. Like I think like getting Cody Bellinger to take uh, all of Michael A. Taylor's ABs would be phenomenal. Like that would be that would be really great. Bellinger's like maybe the most interesting like potential trade on on the in baseball right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what the Cubs have to decide if they're going to try to extend or re-sign Bellinger. Um, if they're really not, then they absolutely should. They probably should be trading him right now. I don't know. They're sad. who's his agent? I'm not sure. Oh, it's Scott Boris. They're not getting extension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, fucking yeah. luck. They the Cubs while talking about them, they also could probably get rid of a couple other guys. Like I mean, Strowman has a player option that he's probably gonna try to test the free market. I don't know. He's he said that he wants to be in Chicago, I think, but like I'm sure he genuinely does, but he, he wants to yeah, have I'm money sure you more. You can always try to get him back yeah. too. I don't know. They've got a couple guys that they could move. They could, like they could they could probably move Jan Gomes. They have two other catchers on the roster. Mm-hmm. Drew Smiley is a one year deal, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, you could trade Drew Smiley to someone who just needs like a fifth fifth. Of, everybody needs a like a fifth starter still. Brewers need to add a couple bats because they uh, their lineup is like truly terrible right now. When was the last time they had a good offense? Like genuinely, like an over league average offense. The Brewers. It's got to have been. Longer than living memory. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, no, it had uh, to have been pre-pandemic. It ha- it feels like it had to have been when like Brian Braun was good, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> like literally it's in forever. I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, you you talk about the pirates while I look that up. Uh, I don't have much to say about the pirates. They're sad. They have dropped to the very bottom. <laughs> they have some veterans they could get rid of, but I don't know. What a like, wild roller coaster ride of a season this has been for them. The Mets is funny. They started Metsing earlier this year than last so it just seems like they do not have the juice doesn't doesn't seem worth it by at least the way Mets fans talk about it like if there's gonna be like a crazy comeback by a former uh, uh, playoff team in the National League from last year that is underperforming this year is it gonna be would it if if one exists at all would it be the Padres the Cardinals or the Mets repeat the question again so okay Uh, there's like so the, those three teams, the Padres, the Cardinals, and the Mets, were all like playoff teams last year, and they have all underperformed. They're all year. in fourth place 
comfortably out of the wild card (laughs) now. If any of them are going to make a run, who's going to do it? Probably Mets. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I don't see a lot happening from any of those guys. No, no, no. no. Probably, I don't know. Probably the Mets. Yeah. But even then, I don't see it happening. For the record, the last time uh, that the uh, Brewers had a top 10 offense was 2018, like the height of the pre, like, juice ball, like, Mm. okay. Like the absolute nadir of uh, baseball offense. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think he lost to the Rockies in the playoffs that year. I can't remember. Yeah, wasn't great. That sounds like a very 2018 thing to have happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also like the Yelich MVP season. So, yeah, that goes a long way. Let's see here. Braves could just add a little bit of starting pitching, but no, they're good. They're good. Though. <laughs> they, yeah. You know what? They could get rid of some, actually. <laughs> they're the Braves. <laughs> I think they need to find like a 22 year old guy from South America and sign him to a 10 year, $5 million deal. Yeah. And he just becomes an MVP <laughs> candidate overnight. <laughs> if they can do one more of those, I think they'll be fine. Nats, I don't know. They've got some guys they could sell, Candelario, like you mentioned earlier, and just keep bolstering their farm system, which has been improving. Such a grim team right now, though. It is a grim team. I, I someone was like some asshole on talk radio or something was talking about trading their starting pitchers, and it's just like, what? If you don't have Josiah Gary and Mackenzie Gore, why would anyone like buy a ticket to go to a game mm-hmm. to see fucking Patrick Corbin? Like right. to see Kyle Finnegan. Uh, I don't know. It's dark times. Uh, Victor Robles is having the first like, good year of his career. Maybe, maybe just give up on him and see if you can get someone to take him for the last <laughs> couple you, years of his career. Out of, out of a mercy for Victor Robles. Yeah. 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 Get him, get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else that's super be very interesting to say about any of the remaining teams? I mean, the Padres are like, it seems like, we Hater touched on Snell. that last year. Yeah, I mean, it seems last like the hate, week. Or Hater and Snell will probably go, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see them. You don't see them parting with Soto? No, because I think they want to extend Soto bad enough that mm. I don't think they're going to do that. Hater's gone, that's for sure. Now now everyone just starts there like, please don't, mm. I, like, please, my favorite team, don't trade for Josh Hader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did they just uh, DFA Ruvnit Odor like today too? And I don't know. <laughs> oh, they just released him. Yeah. Yeah. He, is, he might be over in baseball. He might be yeah. done. Well, he, he held on longer than uh, Jose Bautista. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, he, he significantly. I think I, I still think he's as old as Jose Bautista was. No, 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 no. But know. no, no, you're right. Yeah. I think he had a much longer career than anyone expected given his. Uh, I don't think he's ever had a career over like 10% better than league average with the bat. For sure. When he showed up on the Yankees and then like actually stuck around there for a while, that was incredible. Yeah. Because it seemed like he was hooked. Like by the time that the Rangers got rid of him, I remember thinking he was coaching like 2016. Yeah, yeah, 2017. Rockies, but I don't know. I don't even think about the Rockies. Elias Diaz or like CJ Crone. I don't know. They might go somewhere. Who I knows? I think they're going to do the thing, they're going to do the thing they do every year, which is like we actually think we have a pretty good team. We don't need to sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, those guys are Chris Bryant's buddies. We're keeping them around. <laughs> <laughs> Randall Grichuk is a vital part of this core <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Charlie Blackman's withered corpse, <laughs> a treasured locker room presence. <laughs> I guess here are just the last couple teams we got left early then are the. Sorry, ALS. there's this thing in the desert in Arizona called the, the thing with a question mark, exclamation mark. Uh-huh. And uh, kind of the it's like a tourist trap. Like you, 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 you see signs in the desert. If you're driving across I-10 for like 40 miles in any direction, like the advertising to like go see the mysterious the thing, question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, and then you go and it's like a tourist trap with a little fake museum 
kind of thing. Uh, and the thing is like a, a, a fake like skeleton from, I, I don't want to give away the specifics, but when I think of Charlie Blackman, age 37, playing, still playing for the Rockies, I think of his, his withered husk of a body just being like the, the desiccated corpse uh, that they faked <laughs> of like a, of a Neanderthal man uh, at the thing. Yeah, you keep saying the thing and I keep thinking about John Carpenter's The Thing. Much better movie than The Thing is a tourist attraction. Or the Volkswagen thing. Those are those were kind of cool. You those were those? fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever saw one in person, but that's one of those cars the internet loves making fun of. Yeah. AL West. We already talked about Angels, the bunch. What the Mariners is gonna do. Yeah, that's even five hundred, but Rangers and Astros both. They're sad though. The the Mariners yeah. they need bats really bad. <laughs> I don't I I don't know if that's if that's worth it for him. Like, I think staring up at the Angels, I mean, excuse me, staring up at the Rangers and the Astros, you know, to take your division because that's probably their best bet at winning at getting into the playoffs mm-hmm. is winning their division. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty insurmountable to me, probably. Right? Let me. I, I think I agree. Yeah, I also think it's going to be very hard for them to go to Shohei Otani and say we we think we're a winner if they sold, uh, if they sell too hard this season after yeah. making the playoffs for the first time in a wild card game the year before. Yeah. Then what are you gonna like? Are you gonna get a wild card spot? Like, look at the AL East. Like, I just don't yeah, think that that's tough. gonna happen. So I think yeah, the the, the only best reason for not selling off would be to hope that they make at least a little bit of a run where they look like they could be competitive in the future for, you know, as an incentive to sign free agents. But that's about it. Or M's. That's sad. That's really sad. <laughs> Athletics, I guess, just sell whoever you can. That seems to be there. <laughs> Who is even on that team? That's their guiding philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even like Brent Rooker started off really hot, but has not been good lately. Mm. So I don't think they're really they get a whole lot for him. You know, Trevor May has been good lately, though. They could probably get something for him, but like I don't know, it doesn't seem they're just doing the plot of Major League, but it's working, and unlike in the movie, so <laughs> rough. Uh, Rangers and Astros just basically, I don't know, whatever. Get some pitching, pretty boilerplate shit. So, anything else we want to say about trade deadline stuff? We actually kept pretty on track there. Yeah, I think this is the most we talked about baseball, baseball in like three or four weeks. I think we did a good job, everybody. Yeah, we did a very good job. I want to do a uh, baseball podcast related thing here. Um. Steven, how do you feel about Alex from Tipping Pitches picking the Phillies as his team? <laughs> uh, I feel really great because I think I'm the reason. Yeah, I think you convinced him. <laughs> uh, he DM'd me uh, afterward before he made a formal decision, but he DM'd me to let me know that like my argument in favor of him picking the Phillies was shockingly convincing it was really good i listened to it like i i mean i could tell you had like an outline oh i i wrote it i was reading from cue cards yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah just once again a gay man converting a straight man to his lifestyle yeah Uh, (laughs) you see it more and more in this they're trying to convince school children now to become phillies fans putting on a lifelong trajectory of failure and misery that's right that's right hey listen I made the point in the pitch being a, a Phillies fan is miserable, not as miserable as being an A's fan. So yeah. it, it'll be a step up for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I listened to the part two today. And at the beginning of it, he was like, uh, the like said his teams from the previous episode that were still in contention. And uh, to my surprise, he said the twins. And I was like, shit, I should have 
I should have called in to give him a pitch for the Twins because Minnesota sports fandom working on a one in one out basis, and it's kind of like the uh, the like the Civil War where if you you could you could convince you could pay somebody to take your place. Uh, if I could have picked, if I could have convinced Alex to to take my place as a Twins fan, I could have gotten out. I'm so close. You would have been free finally. I would have been free. Let's get to the real topic though. You two did Barbenheimer, right? We did. Oh, yeah, we, we sure barbed. fucking did. I got a we barbed that everything. I did a di- well. I did a different double feature over the weekend of new movies. I did Barbie and the Venture Brothers movie. Uh, oh, Radiant, oh, I have heard that's really good. Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. It was great. It was super good. Wrapped up the Venture Brothers. Really nice. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. But what was the but- Barbenheimer experience like? I thought it was really good. There were people, everyone was wearing pink uh, for Barbie. And in Oppenheimer, there were multiple people who were, there was multiple people who were dressed up for both, for Barbie and Oppenheimer, which was, was great. <laughs> um, we were we were seeing it. They did send a free to me. We, we paid for the 70 millimeter tickets. But right before it started, a guy came in with like, hey, sorry, the projector's not working right. We're going to have to play the the regular Oppenheimer. And, um, you know, what what do they not want, uh, what, want us to know about the 70 millimeter print? Why is Hollywood systematically denying us uh the the film version of oppenheimer i don't know but these are questions Mm. someone needs to be asking uh but it was a great experience overall um we went to a really cool rotating sushi restaurant in between my friends and i where a a robot brought us our drinks uh, which was terrifying Mm. um but i i um i was okay with um oppenheimer I, i had a lot of uh, criticisms of it but i liked barbie a lot i loved barbie i had a great time during barbie barbie was such a blast i still felt like it was missing something but i think that was just like what it had to be in order to be to see to get the approval of the mattel corporation which is fine i'm sure there were ways in which the creative processes were stymied by needing yeah. to kind of check that box but that's true of every major movie absolutely there's some asshole giving you notes on anything including an oppenheimer i'm sure Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But uh, I did appreciate the multiple visual references in Barbie to uh, the works of Jacques Tati, including my favorite movie <laughs> of all time, Playtime, that were very conscious nods to that movie, which was fun. I'm just uh, remembering right now that there was that the, the opening of it was a 2001. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, really yeah. cute one, too. Yeah. It, set, yeah. yeah, it set the tone great. Everybody's talking about Ryan Gosling, and he was incredible, but... Mm-hmm. It is easy to kind of gloss over Margot Robbie's performance because, like, she had to do so much of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. and like Ryan Gosling was like very flashy. She was the straight man to him, like... and he was great. But she, she was th- that performance was my favorite thing about that whole movie. She was just she was great. fucking fantastic. She was really good. Yeah, I, I thought the whole cast was really good. I really liked uh, Alan. Um, Alan was so Michael good. Sarah as Alan yeah, was yeah. made me laugh out loud a bunch of times. I thought Hari Neff did a really good job. Hari yeah, Neff was great. Yeah, she was great. Uh, I'm loving all of the the transvestigators not clocking her when they're saying Mark "Oh my Robbie's God, a man. yes, oh, yes, yes." That's been delightful to watch. I, yeah. I saw like two of those today. I'm just yeah. like, bro, come on. <laughs> it was very funny watching that movie and imagining Ben Shapiro like sitting in the <laughs> like the theater watching it. It made, made it that much better to know just like oh, steaming ben, mad. He was yeah. so pissed off this entire time. <laughs> and there was one the, the cameo that like actually like knocked me dead. Uh I, I need to clarify because I, I told my uh parents to go see this movie. If you're listening, dad, fast forward the next 30 seconds. 
the cameo from Rob Brydon just like knocked me on my ass <laughs> with la- laughter. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big Brydon head. Yeah, I uh, I got a button. My my yeah, local I didn't get a button. I'm my local theater chain, the the Philadelphia Film Society, was giving out buttons for people who were who went to both. So I I got a little I survived Barbenheimer at PFS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it is a che- treasured possession. That's really cute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oppenheimer went faster than I expected it to for being a three-hour movie. It like I it didn't drag for me, which I was honestly kind Ugh. of surprised. Uh, it it sounds like it dragged for you. <laughs> I didn't like Oppenheimer, and I've gotten uh, like at least one person threatening to beat me up over this on Twitter. So I'm mm. I'm a little irritated uh, by the whole thing. I liked it, but I I'm not. I would beat someone up over liking it levels. You know, no, I, I don't think my criticisms are all that particularly harsh. Like, I think there's a lot about it that works. I just thought the editing in the first 40 minutes was really sloppy. The And the biopic stuff doesn't work very well for me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, Jane, are you going to see it? Do you, you can talk about it. It's not, you can't really spoil the history. Yeah. The second wife, uh, it's it's like cartoonish levels of like portraying her alcoholism. Like literally every scene, oh, she's God, like, "Give yeah. me another martini." It 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 feels like an SNL sketch. Yeah, it it's like the fucking Amy Schumer bit about Friday Night Lights, and she's got the giant wine glass. That's every one of her scenes <laughs> except for the very last one. Like literally, there's a point where she just like 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 there's a, fl- a hidden flask in her purse that like falls out, and she like scrambles for it. It's it's just it's yeah, you that feel like you're of... like watching Barfly or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not uh, taking that as like a super. I'm not c- approaching it like from like a oh the women characters aren't well written perspective. I'm just it's not a well written character if that's like all there is to any like primary secondary character in a movie. Mm-hmm. If that's all there really is to her, other than that, and like she's snarky at, in the big finale scene for her, it's just not. It doesn't work for me. Also, the last third of the movie is like this courtroom, not courtroom. It's it's like a sort of like a pseudo trial about the guy who orchestrated Oppenheimer's downfall. That's played by Robert Downey Jr. He was a real guy who was like up for the Secretary of Commerce position in um, the um, Eisenhower, I believe, administration. And the, the, none of that really works for me. The drama at the end, like the last, and that's the last hour. That's mostly black and white stuff. That whole storyline. Did you like the MCU style name drop? Uh, no, that was so stupid. <laughs> a lot of people made fun of this, but like the last like two minutes of the movie are like, oh, the, the senators have flipped on you, sir, and you're not going to get to be a, the Secretary of Commerce. And, ooh, and he goes, who are the names? And one was like, oh, this young guy from this young senator from Massachusetts, Mr. Uh, Kennedy, John oh, F. Kennedy. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking corny. Like, there's a lot about the movie I do like. Like, visually, I think it's really strong. I think that, like, the Nolan is still really good at making, like, set pieces that convey emotion visually really well and, like, mm-hmm. can signal a really intense... Uh, sequence and I think the Trinity test site stuff works really well. Yeah, but everything around that is overall it was not a positive for me. I loved Killian Murphy. That was fun. he was really good in it. He was yeah. That He's always great. Though. Irish excellence. What can I say? No, I, I, need to I go, completely agree there. Now I need to go rewatch Red Eye because there is a lot of like like name not name dropping but like uh, like almost like star fucking for all the scientists at the time. Mm. Like like oh Niels Bohr is dropping in for oh god yes those were so funny someone on Twitter someone on Twitter like edited like little like uh, 
screenshots of all the scientists and yeah and they have like little title cards underneath the chiron comes <laughs> up like it's metal gear solid yeah no it, they did a they did a metal gear solid one they did a a, a, yeah. a zelda one it was great it feels like that a lot of the time like oh it's it's leo sazillard he's you know uh, enrico fermi what the heck what the heck oh no uh, and it, I do think one thing I did think was funny was Richard Feynman is kind of just reduced to goofy guy with bongo drums, which is mm. a very funny thing to portray about like the, maybe the most influential science writer of the second half of the 20th century after Carl Sagan. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I have a lot of very specific critiques of the mostly of the screenplay and the editing. Uh, should we get to mailbag here? Yeah, sure. Guy incognito. Might be too hyper specific to Lauren, but I'm visiting DC next month for a weekend of nationals and mystics games. What and where should I eat? Uh, this is a good question. I I can recommend stuff other than sandwich places. Um, <laughs> r- really, I think the thing to do in DC more than anything else, more than any like fancy like high end restaurant, is to eat like a ton of Ethiopian food because mm. that really is the best thing in the district overall. That you can't get any like m- mostly almost anywhere else in America at this level of at the quality and consistency and and uh, variety. Uh, my favorite places are Share Share, um, which is more like a counter to m- market uh, that's really good. And then Dukem is more of a sit-down place where you can like, get a bottle of wine. Um, both are like incredibly good. Um, uh, that, that's like the number one thing I'd recommend to do. Um, I have a bunch of favorite restaurants. I, I wouldn't necessarily, without really knowing too much about your, your taste, I think the only like can't miss spots for me are... Um, Probably Bub and Pops, my favorite sandwich place. There's a lot of like breakfasty, cute places that are here. Like if you want like a a, a nice bagel, um, call your mother is like the chain you can find a bazillion locations of. I do like it better than Taddy, which is the other big chain that there's every breakfast place is one of those two things now. Um, neither one's my favorite bagel, that's bagels, et cetera, but they're both fine. Let's see, I was going to recommend one other place. Uh, that you, it's like a must go. I wouldn't really recommend too much around the ballpark or around the stadium. Those tend to just be like, those aren't great. I think the Midlands is like the most fun bar to uh, hang out and get like a good hot dog at. Uh, Lyman's is kind of our local, for my dirtbag friends, our local uh, pinball bar slash uh, deep hot dog menu place. Good place to get a, a drink. Uh, but yeah, like you, you, it's there's not a lot of bad restaurants. There's a lot of okay restaurants. There's a lot of high end restaurants that are expensive. Expense account. Like if you want to go to one of the like the Michelin star restaurants, those are all really stupid good. But if you're just looking for like casual eats, um, uh, s- stick to like your Bub and Pops, your Alitaries, your not compliments only right now because there's a whole walkout thing going on there. It's complicated. Um. But then also, um, uh, the uh, there's a bunch of really good places with like uh, Colombian food and really good um, uh, like Latin American food from a couple of different countries. I really like Arepa Zone. There's two locations now, I think. Uh, and I would also there. It's expensive. It's kind of upscale. Um, the uh, Union Market has a bunch of really good restaurants in there, including a bunch of really good sandwich shops. I'm blanking on the name right now, but the, if you go early in the day. Um, you can get an incredible uh, salt beef sandwich from the one place in there. That's like one of those food halls. I'm sure they have those in Minnesota and uh, yeah. Philadelphia too, where there's like eight little mini restaurants. They share a kitchen yeah. in the back. And then they... Yeah. It's, it's usually like, uh, you know, places that have another location. 
mm-hmm. like in town and they kind of yeah set up there. or they area. want to yeah they start right, there right. it's right. like an incubator for restaurants that go elsewhere yep yep, yep. it's uh, usually like a, it's kind of a gentrified thing uh, right. in the part of town it's in but yeah, if totally. there's some good spots in there okay great well there is a word-winning sandwich website here uh <laughs> lauren's recommendations bub and pops yeah okay and ethiopian food and then let's do this question too from Delaware Smashed. Which current MLB player would be visibly moved by Ken's character arc and Barbie? I think a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Like almost all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the ones who aren't good. active chuds, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, much definitely. appreciate. It's a good movie. Uh, I'm going to say Nick Castellanos. That was the answer. Yeah, like Brandon yeah. Marsh, I think. Oh, Brandon Marsh. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Brandon Marsh would be, yeah, yeah. They should put a GoPro on those two. <laughs> and have them watch the Barbie movie together. I think that'd be wonderful. That sounds like adorable. the greatest thing that's ever happened. Okay, let's wrap it up there. We've been going on for a while. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And in case you missed it, on the free feed last week, we put out the episode with Dave Raymond, the original Philly fanatic. Uh, we did an interview with him for Stephen's birthday earlier in the month. It was on the Patreon initially, but Thank now it's available you. for everybody. You're very welcome. <laughs> but now it's available for everybody to go listen to. We thought it was just too good to keep locked behind that paywall. But we also have a lot of other great episodes behind that paywall. So if you go to patreon.com slash batting around, give us as little as $5 a month. You'll have access to a whole bunch of other ones. You want to mention what this month's uh, yeah. other one is? Pretty soon we're going to be recording an episode for uh, the movie Sugar, uh, about a Dominican ball player that comes up to uh, the minor leagues. Really, really great movie. Uh, that'll be coming out soon. And then also, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, July 26th, you can uh, join us. If you are a Patreon supporter, you can join us on our page or on our Discord for uh, watch long. We're gonna be watching tonight's Orioles Phillies game, so you can. Come yeah. watch me lose my mind. Yeah, come watch. Yeah, Steven loses his mind uh, as the Orioles uh, <laughs> play the Phillies. So that's once again, patreon.com slash batting around to get all of those fun benefits. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.